Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. WR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And thank you to all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week, month after month. Uh, And I want to give a big shout out and a huge thank you to all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for joining in tonight. And most importantly, I want to give big thanks to God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of other people. Well, we have a great, great show tonight. Uh, it's all about college tonight. So we have a very special guest uh, in that particular segment. So please stay tuned. Now, if you have missed, I uh, know that um, I guess since January, uh, I've been doing uh, a series called Women and Finances Series. If you missed any of those episodes, you missed a treat, but you have the opportunity to listen to them. If you get to my website or if you go to iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Spotify, or either iHeartRadio, you can take part and be able to listen to all of the episodes that we did for the Women in Finances series, I have to say, we had a great, great time with all the different guests that uh, we were fortunate to have here on the show, sharing their stories about money, sharing their stories about business, sharing their their personal stories, uh, the different uh, challenges and struggles that they uh, went through and how they overcame them as well as the successes and achievements that that they had. So I would encourage you to get to, you can either get to my website at shipmentconsulting.com. You can click on the uh, Shape Your Finances banner. It'll take you right over to the uh, radio uh, page, page that I made up, uh, designed 
to account for everything that we do here on the Shape Your Finances show. And like I said, also, you can listen to all of the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So definitely please take an t- uh, opportunity to go to the site or go to those different platforms and listen to, I think it's about 19 or 20 episodes. So it's gonna, you can kind of binge uh, listen uh, to all of those shows there. You can also catch some of the past shows that I've done uh, as well. If you had any questions or any comment uh, tonight uh, with my special guest, you can call in at 917-889-8078, and you can ask your questions or give your comments uh, on tonight's show. Like I said, I'm very excited when it comes to uh, this particular topic we're talking about. I call it all about college, so we got to one, to me, one of the best uh, person, uh, experts to talk to tonight, so we're looking forward to that. I did want to make a note to all my listening audience that I am currently offering financial coaching sessions for students. You heard it. I'm now offering one-on-one sessions for students where I will address a number of different financial topics, such as budgeting, understanding debt, Uh, the importance of credit, managing a checking account, just to name a few. So if you're interested and would love for your students or your children to uh, be a part of the financial coaching that we're providing, you can contact me at shipmanconsulting.com. That's shipmanconsulting.com for more details or to schedule sessions for you and your student or children. Well, let's go right into the show. We have tonight a special guest. She is a scholarship search strategist who is passionate about teaching anxious and overwhelmed graduate students how to use their talents and achievements to increase their chances of winning scholarships. Ashley hosts an annual event called College Success Conference to provide future students, future college students, and their college success partners with key tools to start the school year with a competitive edge. In its third, or at this time, I think it's in its fourth year, the event has attracted families around the world. Also, she hosts workshops and classes throughout the year for students, families, youth nonprofit organization, mentoring programs, and community organizations. She has a monthly column in Solo Parody Magazine, in addition to her weekly radio show called College Prep Radio. Additionally, Ashley has spoken with various organizations, including Cincinnati Bible Way Church, Charm, and Power Youth Organizations. Recently, for her work with Charm, she received an award at the program's annual gala. Additionally, Ashley consults with organizations to design effective college planning and college success programs. So, and also, she's the author of The Ultimate Guide for Finding and Winning More Money for College Now. So welcome back to the show. She's been here on the show a couple of times, and it's so grateful to have her back on here again this time. So let's welcome to the show, Miss Ashley Hill. How you doing, Ashley? I'm doing great, and thank you so much for the invitation. It's good to be back. Good, good to have you, good to have you. 
Well, we got we got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, I'm so fortunate with yes. Ashley. Ashley, you'll be here tonight, and we're going to have you back on uh, next month as well. So we're, we're going to try to just fill as much knowledge in the heads of all the parents and teachers and students out there uh, regarding this whole thing around college. So, and, yes. and I'm, so, I'm so excited because yesterday my oldest daughter went off to college. So uh, yes. it's, 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 it's a great, it's a great feeling. Uh, I guess it hadn't set in yet, uh, her being gone, seeing it's only been one day, but I'm quite sure it's going to set in there a little bit. But uh, mm-hmm. so let's, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's kind of get started here, Ashley. Uh, would you just kind of start off by sharing with us how you became a college scholarship strategist? Yes, so um, I guess I, yes, it's a, I count on the blessing. I sometimes didn't see it in my childhood, but my parents have always pushed me and encouraged me. I'm a military brat, so for everyone that knows military people, um, it's very strict, but I'm so glad that my parents put the support around me. Um, education was highly esteemed, and it was a priority in the household uh, growing up, so it's kind of it's kind of an interesting story, but in the neighborhood, this is when I'm living in Cincinnati, Ohio, you know, at my first little job, and I was babysitting. And just over the years of being exposed to the college, you know, environment, seeing my, you know, parents further their education, being a part of early college programs, you know, when I uh, when I was going through the process, I began to document. Um, at first, I thought I was going to be a writer, which is kind of funny because I did end up writing some books. Um, but mm-hmm. I began to journal and document that. And so when my, uh, I guess, original babysitting clients, when their kids became, you know, of age, I said, wait a second, you know, I've got all this stuff I've been documenting. Let me try to help them. And so I started off doing that, you know, really just volunteering, you know, while I was going through the process, you know. And so as I went through college and went through that whole, you know, process myself of going through uh, school, I realized, I said, you know what, this is really a need um, for, for families. And I saw somebody going into debt. And I said, I think I can do something about it. So that's really how I came to do what I do. Okay, well, great. I can tell you from personal experience, um, your wealth of your wealth of knowledge, wealth of information, and I just thank you so much for uh, what I've gained from you. Um, and I've I've followed your name on to several other parents that I I've known uh, that know, and um, I'm just trying to make sure I spread the word uh, to many more. Because it's vital information, especially in today's time, and the college process is so much different now than when I know when I was in college. I'm not that old, but it's been it's been a while since uh, being in college. So things have changed a whole lot, and I'm glad that we have somebody like you that we can go to uh, to give us some insight of what's going on and how to get the process moving and things like that. So so thank you for what you do. And thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, cool. Now, Ashley, I'm going to, I guess, kind of be, uh, I guess, not necessarily loose, but I have a number of different questions that uh, that I would like for you to address or we can talk about. So I'm just going to sure. kind of throw out some questions. Uh, it's going to vary from one place to another, but all around okay. uh, the topic of, of college life and all. Uh, good, just to good. kind of start off, yeah. So, so what should students expect um, when they uh, go to college? Uh, how's that college life? Can you kind of enlighten so 
the parents and, and students can kind of kind of get a uh, get some realism around it. Yes, you know the first thing I have to say, and I, I think probably you would probably agree too, is there's there's an abundance of freedom, right? Now there comes a responsibility yeah. with it. But, you know, mom and dad is not there to wake you up. They're not saying, oh, did you eat breakfast today? Did you did you get something nutritious? Did you go to all your classes? Did you do your homework? No one's there tapping you on the shoulder, kind of like in high school or middle school, you know, elementary. But you yeah. you now have to be that person for yourself. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, also is the increased diversity. You know, it's not just your high school friends anymore or your middle school friends or your best friend from second grade. This is now an international, uh, for many campuses, an international um, environment now. You now have students coming in from all over the world, depending on what college you're going to, just even down the street, right, even in the state, people that you've never met met before. So, you know, you're going to have to navigate relationships and everything from, you know, my study buddy to the whole dating, you know, the romantic relationships, even just mm-hmm. just purely platonic friendships, so having to manage that. Um, also, the rigor of the academic, the academic level. It is such a different level. Um, I would say that on the college level, it's a lot of application. You know, you can spit out facts, and I was a biology major, so, of course, I had to memorize, you know, a lot of facts. And I do a lot of labs and things like that. But the exams were always, can you apply that law to this situation? Can you solve a problem? Um, So students are not going to be spoon-fed. Professors, they're there as a resource, but they don't beg you. They don't beg you to come to class. They don't beg you to study. You know, they don't beg you to come to office hours. They just simply provide an opportunity. Um, Also, I I would say my last thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm going to let you go. I'm just making notes. Oh, okay, okay. My last one I would say is that you really have to become an advocate for yourself. Like I'll never forget, um, I attended Kent State University, which is in northern Ohio. That's where I got my undergrad degree. And I had an issue uh, with a professor, and it was a racism issue. And you know me, I'm like, oh, my goodness, me going against this professor. But I went to my ombudsman. I explained Mm -hmm. the problem, and I was able to get moved to another class you know, and still be able to finish on time. So sometimes you're going to have issues, whether you're employed on campus, maybe it's a professor, maybe it's a student in the dorm, maybe it's it's a student not in the dorm, just in your classes. And so you have to learn how to advocate for yourself because, I, you know, in high school, middle school, elementary, your parents, you know, are advocates for you, the, the counselors, you know, school counselors, there's, there's support built in like that. And some of that support is on campus, but you have to tap into it and be more, um, what's the word, you have to take more initiative, be more proactive yes. and not reactive. Yes, you know, you said something there, because I think about my own kid that's uh, in college now, uh, and I have my young one, my youngest uh, daughter, She's a senior in high school, so we're getting ready to do this same process again. Again. But, uh, you hit on, yeah, yeah. So teaching them, I, I often say this to parents, uh, we have to teach our children real life. And if you, if you teach them real life while they're young, you know, as they come through high school, mm-hmm. so when they go to college, you've you got to be able to uh, resolve conflict. So some conflict yeah. management skills. You got to be able to speak up for yourself, like you mentioned about uh, with your professor. You know, the academic level is totally different on, yeah. on a whole lot of scale. 
And I have to say, you know, me coming from Alabama, it was rather uh, different. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, We didn't have as much diversity as we see today. So Mm -hmm. my kids are exposed now to an entirely different world than what I experienced growing up. I mean, now I know at BU, there are people from all across this world. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And you got to be able to relate to culture differences. You have just, you know, just bringing up, I mean, all these things that all of our students are going to have to be faced with. And it's good to have a realistic expectation of when you get to college. Because sometimes I think television television and movies paint paint an entirely different picture. (laughs) They do. And, you know, the other thing is, of course, which is the purpose of what we're talking about tonight, is that there is a cost factor. Even if, you know, even if your, uh, if the parent, parents that are listening, even if you paid the whole bill, that was still a cost. And so students, I think a lot of times, um, sometimes they don't appreciate because they didn't physically pay out or they don't physically see sometimes that money exchanging hands. Um, mm-hmm. But this is an investment. And so it's your I feel like the students and those that are listening, it's your responsibility to make the most of your investment to get the best return or ROI, return on investment that you can. Yes. Uh, well, Monica has no problem with that. That's <laughs> we good. Should, we, well, yeah, she yeah. was raised should, right, too. <laughs> absolutely, yes. We let her see the bill. We let her know how it's paid and everything. So, And it's, it's this was quite different, you know, because uh, she starts school uh, – uh, next week officially, but the mm-hmm. the bill the bill for this semester had to be paid at the beginning of the month. So that's right. Every, yeah, yeah. So that was that was like quite you know different. But we said, hey, this is what you know. We, this is the cost of going to college here. Here's how it's going to be paid. And like I said, thankfully we have scholarships and everything uh, afforded to her. Thankfully, but. Yes. She knows that this is an investment. This is not something for you to go off and have a good time and to have fun. Right. Yes, you're going you're gonna to have fun while you're there, hopefully. But your main goal yes. is to get an education, to come out with a degree, preferably within that four-year time span without wasting any time. So I say you're there for a purpose, and I, I think a lot of kids yes. need to know that. You are there for a purpose. And parents, yeah. you know, be real with our children uh, and let them know that this is a huge uh, stage in their lives for everybody, for the whole family. But this is a, an investment, and we want to return on that investment. That's right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's, have, let's see. I'm going to throw out another question at you. Um, as far as students, um, I just say – I'm very big on uh, trying to prepare students from the area of knowing what type of major or at least knowing the career field that they're wanting to go into. Can can you kind of give us your thoughts uh, regarding should students determine their field of study or their major before they graduate high school? Kind of shed some light on that. What are your thoughts? Okay. Yeah, I love that question because we don't we don't connect it enough for the students, in my opinion. Um, but for me, I I'm not saying a student needs to be a hundred percent sold on their career. But what mm-hmm. I am an advocate for is that parents need to have their students do some type of skills inventory, some type of assessment 
at least to see, do you like to work with people? Do you like to work in a lab? Do you like to work with animals? Do you like to uh, work outside? Do you like to work in an office? Um, do you like to use your analytical skills? Are you good with math, with numbers? Are you more of um, a creative, you know, the artsy type? You know, try to get a list on inventory and kind of start plugging through that and then let mm-hmm. them connect and see, okay, if you're into the creative, the arts, okay, you can go into visual art, right? You can go into um, performance, performance, performance arts, right? You can go into singing and dancing. So kind of let them see and get them exposed because I think that's, that's kind of the issue is, is a lot of students, they kind of lock into something because, like you said earlier, they watch TV, they watch a movie. Um, like a lot of uh, pre-law students I know, I ask them, why are you going into law? Oh, I love Judge Judy. I love Criminal Minds. <laughs> <laughs> I love all this televised stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I asked them, I said, how many, how many of you have ever visited a lawyer? Do you know what lawyers do? Do you know the different types of, of law, right, from, from uh, business law to real estate law to criminal law to juvenile? And they're like, oh, no, I didn't think about that. I just like what I saw on TV, you know, so. I love your response there. Uh, I, can, I can safely say, and I'm so glad that I got you as the expert here, uh, my wife and I, we did that with both of our kids. And with Monica, it oh, was great. easy because, yes, she knew ahead of time she wanted to go into dentistry. So since eighth grade, mm-hmm. she, she's been sold wow. on it. She, had, she hadn't veered from it at all. So her, during her senior year, she had the opportunity to intern with an orthodontist. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. So she was able to kind of sit in, you know, I think it was like three or four hours, one day a week. And so she saw the whole process. I mean, uh, you know, the customer service side, dealing with patients, but actually going through the watching the procedures being done, how to conduct yourself with clientele. I mean, she she had a full experience of that uh, this past year before she graduated high school. So I, I, I can't I can only agree with you many, many times over to expose our kids in some form or fashion or to, you know, take some type of assessment. I think that is absolutely important. Uh, I, don't want, I don't like seeing students graduate and they have no idea what they're going to do. Right, and you know the bigger reason, um, and you being a financial expert, you know this, oftentimes if you don't know at all, you go into college, you pursue one thing, and I tell my students this, um, when I do workshops, I said, think about it. A lot of uh, degree programs, you know, yes, you have your, you know, your, what do I call this? Like your first two years, kind of like your English and, you know, kind of the basics. But I said, depending mm-hmm. on certain majors, you have one or two core core classes that have to be done in sequence, and they're only done a certain semester. So yep. if you miss the fall semester for nursing school and you're in the nursing class, the pre, you know, prereqs, you've got to wait another year you just waste i don't say waste it but your parents are now having to come out another two semesters worth of money because you weren't clear Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it cost (laughs) it surely surely costs so uh, it's something that that i i i do a lot of mentoring and i try to steer students uh that start thinking about you know even in the ninth grade or tenth grade you know start thinking about what you want to see yourself, you know, if it's an engineer, you know, then expose yourself to the world of engineering. Do your homework, do your research, yeah. uh, 
talk with, sit down with an engineer and to hear their perspective of it and all. So, uh, yeah, very, very important, very good information there. Uh, I want to switch gears again, if you don't mind, uh, sure. Ashley. Um, now, of course, this is a, a topic that um, a lot of parents, I know me being a parent, you may not like to hear, but it's, it's definitely uh-huh. a concern. Uh, that mm-hmm. being safe, uh, safety on campus, safety as a yeah. college student. Uh, and, of course, uh, here in the news, uh, here lately, uh, there are a lot of things, unfortunately, that are going on on college campuses. And it kind of, it, 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 we just need to address it regarding safety. So yeah. if you can shed the light on it, you know, as far as, like, what precautions should parents and students take uh, uh, upon entering college. If you can kind of give us some information on that. Sure. And, you know, I, you know, even just thinking back when I first started uh, college, some of the things I'm seeing now, I didn't even experience in my time there. So it's just, mm-hmm. um, it's disheartening in some ways. I mean, you had discussed earlier down in Clark, Atlanta, down there in Atlanta, um, right there where mm-hmm. the uh, school bars failed in Morehouse. There was a, a party there outside, kind of a back-to-school thing, and then unfortunately uh, four students were shot. They all lived. Um, a few of them are in, in the hospital still getting care. But yeah. I can't imagine, you know, I'm sitting there. I know my child goes to one of those schools, and I watch on the news. I just can't imagine how those parents felt. And just me, you know, just watching it, you know, just can't believe that this is happening, but it is happening. So the first thing yeah. I would say is when you're researching schools, you really have to do your homework and do a research and find out what a safety measures are in place. Um, when it's a shooting, how do they communicate with parents? Do they send a text? Do they send an email? Do they send? Do they uh, block out a certain channel on local TV and that sends out a feed? Um, mm-hmm. You know, what do you, do you get a phone call? You know, what what are, what are the measures in place? Uh, how about when it's when students are you know maybe leaving the library or, or a dorm at night? Do they have um, do they have certain uh, maybe police in certain places? Is there a place that they can go to if they feel unsafe or they don't feel you know secure about going into a particular part of campus at that time of the night? Um, what about busing? Are there buses around during that time that way that they're not walking um, maybe by themselves? Um, just for weather related, right? Because tornadoes and hurricanes uh, that yes. still you know that happens. Um, so what's in place? Are there what's the they call it shelter in place? You know, so where are those locations that in the building? If there's a fire, uh, where do students go? What's the emergency plan? So it's all about getting um, getting informed about what what that particular college has. And you know what? If you're asking questions and you're not getting uh, the answers that you want, it's okay to either refer to another department. Maybe you need to make a visit in person. And ultimately, if they're not able to, you know, answer uh, answer those questions to your satisfaction, that school may need to come off the list because there's so much going on um, that that parents and 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 the, really the college needs to be able to communicate that um, to students and parents. How about when there's a, a an emergency in the dorm with another student? Maybe a, a I don't know some kind of like attack or a fight, something like that. What is the right. measures for that student being disciplined? Is there a council? Is there you know how do they? How does the school handle the disciplinary 
process. But also for the parents, and uh, Lionel, you did this with your daughter since she's headed up north, is that you guys prepared, um, you said a, a backpack for her where it had, like, flashlights and, you know, things like yes. that. So doing that work, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here it is, uh, Monica, Florida, born and raised, so we, we're used to hurricane preparation. But here it is, mm-hmm. she's going to Boston, uh, where uh, she won't see necessarily hurricanes. She's going to see right. cold weather, blizzard p- potentially. So uh, mm-hmm. I went on the, uh, the site, not only the school site, but I went on the uh, uh, city government site to see what emergency measures uh, with these types of e- events, be it weather and, and other emergencies. So, yes, yeah. I got a backpack, and I got it stored with everything from backup, you know, battery packs for her phone, uh, extra, uh, uh, oh, gosh, a lot of other devices. I can't, my mind went blank there, but she has a uh-huh. backpack full of, full of stuff that if in the event of emergency, she knows to go to that bag. She has flashlight, batteries, everything in that bag at any given time. So yeah, I think that you're right. That's so important. And, and and I just happened to, the school happened to mention it. And so I did my research to find out because, I mean, we don't right. want our kids to be in a, in a situation like that. So, and we can't always just rely strictly on someone else. We have to take the, uh, uh, the, uh, the reins here and say, okay, this is what we can yeah. do as parents to help protect and help keep our kids uh, safe as they're there at school. So, but it, that was a, thank you. I'm so glad I thought about that question. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much for uh, uh, yeah. sharing some light on that. That's a very important Not topic. Well. There. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Let's see here. I'm going to throw another question out at you. Uh, in what ways, because I, I know that you, uh, if you if you can provide some information on your book, The Ultimate Guide uh-huh. for Finding and Winning More Money for College Now, can you tell us about the yeah. book and how, um, uh, how effective your book is for students that are wanting to go to college? Yes, yeah, so first of all, thank you so much, Lonnie. You've been a huge support. Um, since the book has been out. Um, but, yes, yeah, so uh, the book, uh, basically what I did is I was going around and I was doing these workshops, and I realized, I said, okay, how can I get this to somebody who can't come to an event where I'm speaking? And so I said, okay, let me start to put this into a book. And so, really, I it's a six-step process, and I take students and, and their families all the way from in the beginning, they don't know anything about scholarships, I take them from that point all the way to where they're able to find their scholarships quickly without um, spending hours and hours just digging through Google or their favorite search engine, you know, like a needle in a haystack. So I show them more effective ways to do that. And also I show them how to present the application because I tell my students whenever I go speak, I I tell them this all the time. I say your application, it's almost like you're at a steak restaurant, you know. You've got this, you know, nice steak and, it looks wonderful, but I said, how would you view that steak if a waiter brought it out on a, on a trash can top, the top of a trash mm. can? You're going to look at it differently because it's not presented the right way. The steak itself, your, you know, your essay, the, the application, that part might look good, but if it's not presented properly, just like you would refuse that meal, the judge is going to refuse that application and look over it. So... I tell students that it's very important to do that, so we kind of we go through that process. Um, but it is available on Amazon. You can just simply look up the title or my name. Um, and in terms of effectiveness, I use this 
um, whenever I speak. Um, it actually opened up doors to have a great relationship with Spelman College, and I've been going down there a few years, or should I say up there, um, up there a few <laughs> years, because <laughs> I'm in Augusta now, so I'm just staying down there from Cincinnati. But um, yeah. they loved it, and their whole office now, they regularly order, you know, by the box load, and so they're constantly giving those out to students because, you know, Lionel, as you know, Spelman is not a cheap school um, at right. all. And so a lot of students, they get excited about the name and the prestige. And it's a great school, just like a lot of other schools. But, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes the cost is an afterthought. And so um, they right. use that they use my book to, uh, yeah, to help educate and hopefully prevent them going into further debt. Oh, perfect. Great. And, I have, like I said, great book. I have it for myself. And uh, thank you for making that available, uh, Ashley. You're welcome. And uh, <laughs> hopefully – Hopefully all of our parents and students out there will take advantage of, of getting the book. They're on Amazon, either uh, The Ultimate Guide for Finding and Winning More Money for College Now, or you can always uh, uh, Google Ashley, well, on Amazon, uh, search yes. by Ashley Hill, so we can you can get that book for yourself. So, All right, let's skip down. I got another quick question to throw at you. Uh, okay. Can students – now, this is one that we may have touched on even on last year when we had you on the show. That's one to kind of yeah. uh, bring it back up again. Of course, there's a myth out there that students can only apply for scholarships uh, their freshman year. Yes. Is that true or false? That is absolutely false. And let me tell you um, – for the past few summers, I uh, have my niece and nephew come down, and they just turned 9 and 10 um, a few months ago. And I had them to start working on scholarships last summer when they were 8 and 9. And my oldest niece was here, ju- had just turned 14. And I had them volunteering, so I found organizations here locally that fit their interests. I had them to volunteer. I t- we turned those into essays, and we did scholarship applications. So if an eight- and nine-year-old can do it, you know it's definitely, uh, it's definitely availability for someone older than eight or nine. But, yes, yeah. it's a myth. And I tell people this, if you're waiting for a certain time of the year, and I'm not saying that, uh, of course, organizations have their own deadline and they can pick whatever date that they want. But if you put all of your, I should say this, if you put all of your coins or your risk, you know, into one organization, what if you don't win that one scholarship? Then what are you going to do? So that's why you have yeah. to constantly be searching. And I can tell you, I haven't gone one day out of the year and not found a scholarship that was due that day or within the next few days. Mm, wow. And also, yeah. too, now there are, there are specific uh, scholarships, like in certain fields, right, like nursing or engineering yes. that uh, people don't take advantage of. They don't, and in fact, um, I wrote a nursing scholarship guide, and now that one is not on Amazon just yet, but you can reach out to me if you would like a copy. But I actually did the searching uh, kind of as an experiment to see how many that I could find within about 60 minutes, and I have pulled up over 435 of them, just nursing. Everything wow. from first year, yes, within an hour. Um, everything from first year nursing all the way up to if you want to go back and be a nurse practitioner, if you'd like to do your Ph.D. in nursing, um, if you want to be a nurse anesthetist, anything in the field of nursing, over 400 and something scholarships, well over several million dollars. So, yes, I encourage students, and this is why it's so important to kind of start exploring careers because now 
you can go to those professional industry organizations and you can now uh, secure those scholarship dollars. Wow. See, that, that, that's a oh, lot, lot of wealth of knowledge here. I mean, a lot of uh, uh, nuggets of information here and hopefully a lot of cost-saving uh, and time-saving uh, <laughs> uh, of yeah. time here uh, tonight. So thank you so much for, for that information. All right, I'm, I think I got time for about one or two more here, Ashley. It's about I got okay. about another eight minutes before I can shut it down. Um, okay. Well, let's see. What can I ask? Oh, yes. Is there a limit to the number of scholarships a student can use for their education? Wow. So I like this question, too. It's it's not the most straightforward question, but we can dig into it. So right. here's the thing for a student. Okay. So let's say you're going to this college and you know, let's say you're short $50,000. So they've given you aid um, grants, you know, what have you. So your balance is 50,000. What I'm saying some colleges are doing is that if you're coming to the table and let's say you've won that much in outside scholarship dollars, or let's say a little bit more, Sometimes they're taking away some of their aid and they're using the outside money that, you, uh, that you've brought to the table. I don't necessarily agree with that, but that's what some financial aid departments are doing. And I've, I've asked some of my colleagues in the industry, and they tell me that they're doing this because they're trying to spread the wealth around. You know, they're trying to make sure other students have mm-hmm. at least some kind of aid. So gotcha. I'm, seeing the, I'm seeing the logic there, but then I know a case, and this was actually my younger brother, uh, when he went to Miami of uh, Ohio, the extra scholarship that he received, they simply gave him back a check. So he literally was paid to go to college every semester. Mm. Uh, wow. So there are cases like that. Yes, he had a wonderful college experience. <laughs> he didn't only that uh, when he got out. So it worked out for him. But, yes, it's, it's so both scenarios are happening. Um, but what mm. I would say is this is check with the financial aid department and ask them how do they handle if you expect to um, be able to meet that balance with scholarships? Do they take away any aid? Because here's the thing, I would hate for a student, and this has happened, I've had some students call me where they didn't get that straight, they didn't communicate, they didn't advocate for themselves, and they ended Mm -hmm. up getting a bill. And then Mm -hmm. worse off, if they took away one of those what they call renewable scholarships, meaning you get it every year as long as you meet the requirements, And so you think about it, you take one of those away, not only do you have a deficit for the current year, you now have a deficit for the next year as well and the following years because it's renewable. So you have to be real careful with that and ask a lot of questions. Hmm. Cool. I have to say, Ashley, uh, I mean, I've been through the process, but I've I've made some notes just preparing myself with my second daughter now uh, going forward. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, see, I, you guys I are pros now, you and your wife. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, we we will be your your apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We we're thinking about doing something real special. I have to we we run it by you uh, that we hopefully want to put <laughs> together. And get, yeah, get your blessings on uh, so we can try to help some parents out, especially around here in our area. But uh, yeah. but. Uh, but thank you so much, Ashley, for being here on the show. And like I said, I have plenty of other questions, and I'm so glad that you will be back on next month, and we will address some of those questions. 
And I'm quite sure probably going to get some emails of some additional questions. So we're going to try to squeeze in as many as we can when we get the opportunity again. But I, I just want to say thank you good. so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you so thank much for doing so opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. And by the way, uh, can you give us, uh, if people wanted to contact you, can you share your contact information, how they can reach you? Yes, absolutely. You can go to the website, collegeprepready.com. I'm also on social media on Twitter, Prep F-O-R College, Instagram, Prep F-O-R College, uh, Facebook as well, Prep the number four college. So pretty accessible. And also I, I want to say this before you wrap up is I want to echo something, Lionel, that you said earlier, and that is it's it's amazing to get scholarships, but there's another world, and we were talking about this, there's other costs. And so if you guys need um, assistance with the whole financial coaching, Lionel offers that now, which I think is amazing for students. So please take advantage of that wealth of information that he has. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ashley. You're welcome. Well, yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. I want to thank you so much for tuning in tonight to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me uh, on social media, uh, you can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I also have a YouTube channel, and I also have my website. So definitely visit my website at shipmentconsulting.com. Like I said, you can uh, click on the uh, page for the radio show, and you can have a chance to go see the gallery of all the past guests that I've had here on the show and all the different topics that we have addressed. And if you don't realize, we are on other uh, platforms, so you can always listen to the show and definitely all the replays of the show on iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, uh, iTunes. We're on all those different platforms now, so you can listen to us at any time, anywhere, as long as you have, I guess, uh, Internet capability. So uh, definitely, uh, I would encourage you to go back and listen to any of the past shows that we've done. So I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully, spend carefully, and invest wisely. We will talk with you again, but before we go out, you know I always have to play a little jazz music. So let's listen to a little bit of Everett Harp. Take care, everyone. Talk to you again.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.